Today we will be looking at Philippians 1 verses 12 to 18, uh, looking at the motives for preaching the gospel. Is it envy, rivalry, or goodwill? I pray that this video will bless you, and to receive more videos like these, please consider subscribing to this channel. Philippians chapter 1 verses 12 to 18 talks about the advance of the gospel and demonstrates that mere men cannot extinguish the light of the gospel of God. The preaching of the gospel is of utmost importance because the gospel is God's power for salvation. Amen. God's righteousness is revealed in the gospel from faith to faith and declares that the righteous shall live by faith, Romans 1, 16-17. There are many people in the world who preach the gospel. But what is the motive for their preaching? During Paul's time, some preached due to envy and rivalry, and others preached out of goodwill. Likewise, there are many preachers of the gospel in today's world as well and they preach with various motives. Some are faithful to the word of God and boldly proclaiming by being a servant of Christ, while others do it for a variety of self-fulfilling and self-honoring reasons. Let us read what Philippians 1, 12 to 18 says. It says, I want you to know, brothers, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and to all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry but others from goodwill. The latter do it out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed, and in that I rejoice. Amen. In this passage, the Apostle Paul is writing from prison, proclaiming that his situation had not been damaging to the gospel. Instead, it had been advantageous. This particular passage from Philippians shows us two ways that the gospel had advanced. Firstly, the imperial guard and everyone else heard the gospel. It was made clear throughout the whole imperial guard and everyone else that Paul's imprisonment was for Christ. The reference to everyone else could be those who came to his quarters. In the first century, prisoners sent to Rome were entrusted under the Praetorian Guards' care in cases of an appeal. This reference to everyone else could be members of the Jewish community as mentioned in Acts 28.17, and we see there were at least one Gentile as described in Philemon 1.10. Even in dire situations, 
Paul still found a way to keep proclaiming the gospel. Amen. The Apostle Paul never fell into self-pity and doubt. Instead, he took every opportunity to make the gospel known. Paul trusted in the sovereign will and plan of God, knowing that all things will turn to the glory of God. Friends, likewise, every situation that you are in is a chance to speak about the good news of Jesus Christ. It does not matter whether you are in front of the pulpit speaking to a congregation, or you are talking one-on-one -on -one, uh, to someone, or you are proclaiming the gospel in the workplace, whether you are in prison or you are in the streets or wherever you may be, it is an opportunity and a chance to speak about the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Every situation is an opportunity to preach the good news of God. Use it. Amen. Secondly, emboldened Christians proclaimed the gospel. It is easy for us to jump to the conclusion that due to Paul's imprisonment, it would have actually brought upon fear to others to quieten them from proclaiming Christ. But what actually happened was the opposite effect. It drew courage from Paul's unwavering boldness, whether in prison or not, to continue in the work of Christ. Hallelujah. When there is persecution, may you be encouraged to continue to speak out about the truth of God. Do not hold back or shrink back because the world and others reject the truth. Instead, in boldness, continue to speak the word of God. In fact, in Acts chapter 4, verses 39, the early church prayed unto God for boldness amid persecution, saying, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. Hallelujah. Finally, let's look at the problem. What was the actual motive for the preaching? When those emboldened to speak the gospel amid Paul's imprisonment, some did it out of goodwill, but others did it out of envy and rivalry, as we read in Philippians chapter 1, verses 15. So the problem here was not the message that was being spoken. Instead, it was the root reason for them doing so. In these passages, Paul does not have a problem with the message as he did have with others who were proclaiming another gospel that was described in Galatians 1, 6-9, such as the Judaizers. Instead, the problem here was the actual motive uh, for their preaching. They were preaching from self-seeking uh, opportunities and promoting themselves at Paul's expense. Even today, there may be Christians who use the gospel to further their own agenda at the expense of other Christians. So what is the motive behind your preaching? If you preach or, or uh, share the gospel or any of these, is it for the glory of God or for the glory of man? Without the right motive, you cannot please God. Regardless, God will continue to use it for His glory and for His purpose, but it is the heart that God actually looks at. That is why it says in Matthew 7, 21-23, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, 
but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is a particularly strong warning from our Lord Jesus Christ. So I pray that you may proclaim the gospel with the right heart and for the right reason. Do it as a servant of Christ, loving God and loving your neighbor. Be the light amid the darkness. Have the attitude and motive of the Apostle Paul when he says in Philippians 1.8, What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is proclaimed. And in that, I rejoice. Yes, and I will rejoice. Amen. Don't occupy yourself with what others are doing or trying to do to you. Focus on Christ and glorify God by proclaiming the truth of the gospel so that God may shine his light into the hearts of those whom he has called. The disciples of Jesus also questioned Christ when some cast out demons in Jesus' name, even though they did not follow them. Jesus responds in Mark 9, 39-40, saying, But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able to soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. In conclusion, Many may speak the gospel, some out of envy, others out of rivalry, self-seeking motives, and others out of goodwill. In either case, if the true gospel is being preached, let us rejoice because Christ is being proclaimed. God will judge the motives and the heart of each person. On the other hand, if the true gospel is not being preached and a false gospel is being preached, then we must stand up and speak out, and ensure that false teachings are dealt with boldly, just as the Apostle Paul did and spoke of in Galatians chapter 1. So I pray that this is an encouragement for you, that we may all examine our hearts, and that we may do it for the glory of God. May God bless you. Amen. Amen.